All right. Good evening, Leah and Fritz. How are you tonight? Hi, Rob. It's uh, good to meet you. Yeah, well, um, uh, my name is Fritz Ringmar, and I'm Lee Ringmar, and we are uh, Agni Hotra teachers. So it's under the title of homotherapy. That's the umbrella uh, description of what we're going to talk about tonight. But we're also going to perform Agni Hotra. It's a healing fire for healing the environment. It's from the Vedas, ancient universal knowledge. It's not a religious practice, but uh, a universal practice for healing the environment that anyone can perform, no matter what religion, no matter what belief system. It is extremely effective and something we all need right now on our planet. Not only is it healing for our immediate environment where we perform it and when we say immediate we, we mean a reasonable distance from about a about a kilometer diameter uh, it creates a biosphere full of life force about 12 kilometers up and about a kilometer diameter wherever you perform this healing fire um, would you like to say something yeah, I was like, maybe you guys can say a bit about yourselves first, like where you are and um, <laughs> what you, like, yeah, like what are you actually um, doing and yeah. We're very focused on the fire, of course, not on ourselves, because it's the fire yeah. that's going to do the changes and the transformation, not us. But then, of course, there needs to be people to teach it. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we live in Australia, in uh, the Hunter Valley in New South Wales. Uh, we have um, a property called Om Sridham. It's a Sanskrit word meaning the abode of Om. And uh, Om Sridham is a Homa therapy center. So Homa means healing fire. It's a Sanskrit word for healing fire. Mm -hmm. And the key healing fire we're going to teach is Agnihotra, healing fire or Homa, and it's performed at sunrise and sunset. Uh, uh, we've had this center here where we've been teaching Agnihotra and inviting people to come and experience the healing effects on the atmosphere, the healing effects on your yourself, on your mind, uh, the detoxifying effects on your body, but also the how the environment flourishes where Agnihotra is performed. So we set this center up to show that and specifically how to grow food, uh, organic food, utilizing homotherapy. We also have, before COVID started, we used to go out and do outreach all over the place, all over Australia, sharing Agnihotra for free because it's the need of the hour. We didn't want any restrictions in the way. It mustn't be commercialized, just truth, going out to the people, here's a method to heal your environment, to raise consciousness. Um, what you hear now is, um, uh, it can't be seen on the screen, but uh, Agnihotra Buddy, it's an app. So uh, this app tells us when to perform Agnihotra, depending on your location. So uh, uh, it's like a GPS, uh, taps into the longitude and latitude of your place and then tells you exactly when the sun is departing from your property called sunset when you perform this Agnihotra or exactly
exactly when uh, the first rays of the sun or the flood of sunrise hits your property called sunrise and it gives you the timing to the second so we even have a an app for this ancient Vedic healing science so we started uh, this place this uh, farm uh, in the mid 90s so we've been here uh, about uh, 25 30 years uh, we came at Nihata together Lee and myself uh, in the late 80s we were just introduced to it by a friend of ours and uh, said oh you know we were we were familiar with meditation and healing modalities and things like that and she said you really should experience that it's performed in a little copper pot you know like one of those uh, pyramid shaped vessels and um, so she uh, we were there around about sunset and she just lit the fire and uh, we just couldn't believe the beautiful harmonious uh, energy which was there at an instant you know within seconds she uh, said a, a short mantra in Sanskrit and, and immediately the effect was there and we were sold on the spot <laughs> so to speak and uh, you know we've been doing it uh, ever since and uh, we, we felt so much benefit in our life and still do uh, you know we still perform making hotter every day sunrise and sunset because we just feel so much benefit and actually gratitude that the process is there because um, you know we brought up uh, two children uh, so from the time that we started uh, our daughter was about half a year old and uh, later on our son was born so every day we were constantly exposed to this energy and this atmosphere back in Hotha and uh, um, you know have the benefits of that we, we actually found that uh, raising our children in that atmosphere that um, they had a certain resilience like an inner resilience and for us to see a doctor uh, would have been maybe once a year if it was a lot you know and because when you perform this Eknihata and all this descending healing energy is there you also are left with something which is a, a great substance like a folk medicine which is the ash, the ash of this fire is um, imbued with all this uh, life-giving energy so you can use that for farming or you can use it only if you have skin problems or internal problems um, you know it's uh, anyone can do it you know even our, uh, our kids started when they were about six or seven they were interested in fire which kids isn't interested in fire <laughs> so we gave them their own pyramid uh, around that age and they started to perform themselves you know and um, have the benefit of that and um, I'm just looking at our app here we're about eight minutes away from this Eknihata process and uh, we like to perform it and show you how it is done how uh, how, you, how you can do it so uh, we've been doing it for about 30 or so years but uh, any person who starts it and learns the process and does it at the correct time and uh, uses the right ingredients and mantra, they have the same effect instantly. Your kids can do it as long as they have some understanding of how to handle fire, they can have the same result. So it's a very simple process and it's been, if you like, designed that way by uh, the rishis of old and the great beings that are want that are 
supervising the transformation of our planet. They have given back to humanity this very simple practice, which has incredible power. So there's nothing complicated about it. You don't need any intellectual prowess or complicated understanding. It is absolutely simple, as we said, even a child can perform it. But it is very precise, very uh, accurate. You don't want to change any of the, um, the details of the process that have been given to us from a heightened state of consciousness, consciousness and awareness of what impacts what and what you need to do to have such an impact. So basically what we are doing is we are drawing in a massive flood of life force into our environment by performing this Agnihotra. We'll explain a bit later, you ask us the appropriate question, how this happens to the best of our ability. We'll try to explain how this happens because it's almost, it's a bit beyond words. It's like a super science. But literally we're drawing in this flood of life force and it's that life force that is healing the environment, bringing it back into our balance, neutralizing pollution, neutralizing the stress in our auric fields. Uh, and the ash which is imbued with prana or life force in the pyramid at the time of Agnihotra is full of prana as well. So when you consume that ash, you consume life force in abundance. You create, by performing Agnihotra, you create an atmosphere full of life force. And you consume the ash, it's like a um, concentrated prana. So it's, oh. it's healing on all levels, environmental, physical, emotional and mental. How to perform this Agnihotra? So we've got this uh, copper pyramid uh, it's a specific vessel of uh, specific dimension and shape and three steps. That's it's it's a it's a science of resonance of subtle energy. So the ingredients for this process, this Hatha process, is dried cow dung, as that's a very powerful healing substance. Then we have cow's ghee. We have whole grain rice, and the exact time. So the exact time is calculated according to when the energy comes to this pyramid uh, at sunrise and sunset. It's different from what you find on the almanac or on the internet or on the newspaper. It's about three to four minutes difference as it works with the energetic thing. But that time is easy to be calculated for you or you find on the app. So I'm going to place some pieces of cow dung in the bottom of the pyramid and then I'll arrange a couple of strips of cow dung in this pyramid and um, in such way that we get a good airflow then I've um, created so the pieces are sitting up in the pyramid so there's plenty of air yeah down and under into the pyramid. All you use around this Eknihatra process is uh, copper or ceramic. You don't use other other metals like steel, stainless steel or... And neither uh, would you use plastic. So I'm applying some of this cow's ghee 
to this piece and that's going to be my starter piece. We've got three minutes to go. Generally we light about three minutes before before the timing uh, which is the exact moment the last energies of the sun retreat back to the solar range at this place. Uh, so we light it about three minutes before that. The app will tell you. And um, exactly at the time when the last rays of the sun depart or arrive, that is when we say the Sanskrit mantra and we offer rice and ghee into the fire with our right hand twice. There's two swahas in the Sanskrit mantra and swaha is when we offer into the fire. So straight after the word swaha. So right now he, what Fritz did was he lit a starter piece and he put that in the middle of the stack and he's ensuring that that starter piece remains burning from below up because fire travels from below up and that enables the whole stack to ignite so you focus on the starter piece in the middle keep that burning and uh, now he's putting some rice in a copper copper dish and we will be removing the broken bits of rice because whatever goes into the fire as prescribed by the rishis, the seers of old, whatever goes into the fire is seeded and its energy is magnified and seeded into the atmosphere a million times over. So you don't want to seed the atmosphere with broken energy fields. So that's why you remove the broken pieces of rice. So basically a rice grain is a living being that grows into a plant. It's a living thing. If it's broken, it's dead. So we remove the broken bits and um, then divide that rice into two portions. I've created enough rice there, taking the broken pieces out, uh, enough for two pinches. It doesn't have to be a lot and these two pinches. I add a little ghee to that, smear that together. And then I just wait for the actual time of Agni Horta, which is in about half a minute. So you keep an eye on the fire because you want the fire to be at its optimum energy um, at the moment of the mantra. So you might need to add more ghee or even add more cow dung if, it's, if the cow dung's burning down too fast. So you keep an eye on that. So the mantra is in Sanskrit and it is short. You'll find that there's two lines and each line has a swaha. And when I speak the swaha, then I make the offering of the rice and ghee into the fire. Agnaye swaha, Agnaye idana mama.
So that completes making hot to process. As you can see, it's a very short process. Um, you can sit with the fire for a lot longer. If people are meditators, then it's a very conducive time for meditation. And uh, we at least sit with the fire till the flame has died down naturally. That is the primary healing. Uh, but often people sit for 20 minutes, half an hour, and just uh, it, uh, it's very, it creates a lot of tranquility in the mind, stress just disappears and it harmonizes all the energies around us, you know, and you come from town or from work and you pick up stress or you're in a stressful state of mind and, uh, you know, you perform this fire and you just feel it like it's uh, leaving your system, you know, and you feel uplifted and you feel at peace and uh, centered within yourself, within your own heart and um, it's often spoken of from the Vedic tradition that when a person performs this acting hot that it gives the mind, which is a very subtle uh, tool, the mind, it gives the mind uh, a nudge or a, a, a gentle push towards the condition of love. So you can actually experience that, you can feel that. Mm. So, because it's so settling the mind, uh, it um, awakens the the ability to tap into your own intuition and, and knowingness so it's an amazing tool for personal growth spiritual growth but it's also a very physical tool meaning it impacts the physical body and our environment it actually helps to detoxify and heal our body. Every time we perform at Nihotra, we're being detoxified and healed and harmonized. Likewise, our environment. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, do you want to explain it? I mean, I think you said already a lot of things, like, um, but do you want to explain a bit how it works or maybe... Give some examples as well, what it um, has done to people already. We could um, explain it, I'll just clean up uh, the bits and pieces around the pyramid. Um, so, imagine the sun is here and the sun is enormous, it's, uh, it's uh, enormous cosmic body and then our planet compared with is very small. So when our planet turns towards the sun, uh, then then we start to see that uh, at the horizon, that's what we call sunrise. And something very special takes place at the time of sunrise. Nature knows that time, the birds, the, the animals, they just know, plants know that this is life giving moment, awaking from night into this, this time that the, the sun is there. And so when we work with the time of Agni Hotta, uh, when uh, that light hits a particular place, a particular coordinate, that light is actually bent. That light is bent in atmosphere, we call it refraction. So that's that gives the time difference of um, when we do Agni Hotta and what you will find in the newspapers and almanacs and stuff like that. Because what we see is, what we see physically see at the horizon when you sit at the beach. So if you come, if you translate that to when the hotter time is, uh, you would see that the sun has already risen about the whole disk above the horizon. You think 
uh, these timings are completely incorrect. So the text, the, what we see is uh, what you could say is an optical illusion because what we, we can't see the refraction. So that time is uh, a very present time because it brings, it's a life-giving moment. It, it brings a tremendous flood wave of life-giving energy into that particular area where we are. And of course, our planet keeps turning. So the sunrise moves to uh, you know, the next area. So if you, if you live about four kilometers from here, that time would change, um, you know, uh, change about a second. So at this time, when that flood wave of energy is there, we can actually tap into that. And we can tap into that by this instrument. It is a subtle instrument It's made of copper. And copper is a very good conductor, as the, the, the wires in our house are made of copper. Uh, copper and gold are a very similar energy vibration, the most healing metals. Um, and then the, the, the size of the pyramid uh, is important. So they did a lot of experiment, experimentation in the 80s uh, with different sizes of pyramids. And this came up as the, the pyramid of the, the size which is maximum benefit in the atmosphere. So there's three steps in this pyramid and they're all, when Ekmihata is happening, it sends uh, three different types of vibratory fields out, uh, for, uh, different frequencies you could say. So it brings healing, transformation to different parts of our creation all uh, at the same time. There's, there's nothing we have to think about this, this is just some technical background information, but all you need to be doing is be there in time uh, put ingredients like we did tonight and light it and so you have a full um, burning fire so you can make the rice offering and ghee offering into the fire at the correct time. If you're um, a little time out, a couple of seconds out, you're not going to get that benefit. A bit more than a couple, like you've got about two, three seconds leeway, but 10 seconds out, you could miss that moment. So it's very important to be accurate and the app gives you uh, the timing to the second but what I want to quickly uh, say is the reason why Agnihotra is so important now in our current polluted times is because this natural phenomena which we call sunrise which uh, on a healthy planet brings this flood of life force and pristine energies and micronutrients and all, the whole spectrum of energy is required to keep nature healthy, renewed, uh, imbued with vitality, nourished. This, this is what this flood called sunrise does. It's a major biorhythmic situ uh, occurrence on the planet. And every day nature is being renewed by this flood coming in. But because the planet is polluted, the atmosphere is polluted and that mm -hmm. actually blocks that flood from coming in and doing its job to serve all the kingdoms on our planet with renewal, purification, balancing, healing. It's actually blocked. So that's why Agnihotra has been given now back to humanity. It was actually, it's actually a lost science. Mm -hmm. 
if you go to India, the the science of havans, pujas, homas is still alive in all the Vedic traditions. But mm -hmm. this particular Agnihotra, this very simple form that taps into sunrise and sunset energies in a very specific way, this was lost. And it was revived, I think, in the, was it the 60s or 70s? Mm -hmm. Yeah, late 50s. Oh, late 50s, it was revived. It, it, it was received uh, as... Um, that this 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 uh, ancient method has to be given back to humanity as a whole, not just Hindus, but everyone. Mm -hmm. Whether you are an atheist or an agnostic or a Muslim or a Sai Baba devotee or whatever your persuasion matters not, this has been given. This has been returned to humanity as a means to enable that the pristine flood of energies that would normally come in to renew nature to, that are blocked now to enable that to actually happen. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's incredibly important for humanity to heed the call and start performing this Agnihotra mm -hmm. so that our area, our locality um, becomes healed, healing mm -hmm. and um, adds, and as more people do Agnihotra, then these Homa biospheres of vitality and balance join up and we have a healthy planet. Mm -hmm. So it's part of the divine plan, if you like, to heal this planet. But no, I, I know you're um, from the yoga tradition, Lena, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yoga. No, I'm a massage a therapist. Oh, yeah. massage therapist. Ah. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm sure you're a meditator. So many yeah. people who are, are meditators will find tremendous benefit from performing Agnihotra. Mm -hmm. It deepens your meditation practice almost instantly. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's... We, I mean, I personally found that fire in general um, has such a calming effect um, even um, I used to be with the scouts I still am but not actively but um, it's even on children it has such a calming um, you know atmosphere like where you can just look even into the fire and I found it really meditative as well um, so yeah and I have been to one of your Agni Hotters in the uh, Veni in Kensington yeah well, fire is warmth, it is light, the beautiful crackling sounds, so you've got the beautiful healing sounds and the mesmerizing movements. But also, vedically, it's understood mm. that fire, uh, when combined in this way with pyramid power and Sanskrit mantras, which are powerful, resonant, resonating mm -hmm. sounds, that it connects the levels so it connects the physical plane with the spiritual plane basically so hence all indigenous people have been very aware of the power of fire and used fire to communicate with the higher realms so 
there's this is a vast science it's healing for the environment brings in the life force which which enables nature to heal herself we're part of nature so it heals us yeah. but prana prana in the atmosphere and mind are connected they're the opposite sides of the same coin prana and mind so pollution distorts prana distorted prana equals distorted mind states like fear anxiety stress tension mm. all those what is prana for uh, those that you don't know prana equals life force life force is generated in the sun mm-hmm. and comes to the planet especially in a flood wave at sunrise mm-hmm. in a very pristine way so without life force there's no life to hook into that, you know, when prana enters uh, our atmosphere uh, and at the time of sunrise, it imbues everything on its path, well, that's what it's meant to do on, on a healthy planet. So it imbues uh, the waters on the planet, uh, the oceans, the rivers, the lakes, with this pranic energy. Uh, when plants are present at sunrise, they open up, they open up their stomata. energy field, their stomata, and receive the pranic life force into the plant and then starts to interact uh, with the soil and starts to feed the soil with energy goes into their, uh, for, for example, cows, they receive this energy, uh, certain type cows receive this energy uh, through their horns like antennas and they take it into the body and when they walk, they actually bring this prana onto the soil and fertilize the land. So this is all very ancient uh, Vedic science uh, where this Eknihata uh, is part of, it's called, uh, it's part of Ayurveda, you might have heard. Ayurveda means science of life. So when we apply these things, uh, we can create harmonious, healthy living conditions uh, in our environment. Now, Lee just uh, mentioned uh, the current condition on our planet is that there's so much distortion in atmosphere and that distortion also limits the pranic energy to come through and actually do its job. I mean, the pranic energy is there from the sun. That hasn't changed. But our atmosphere, which is only very thin layer, it's like the, you have an orange and the peel on the outer side of the orange is the atmosphere comparatively. But it's a very thin, fragile layer, easily disrupted. So. Uh, pollutants in atmosphere disrupt this influx of prana. That means that um, the water bodies I just talked about are not receiving that influx of prana as they should. So that means that the water we drink is not alive water. Uh, that means that the rain in the atmosphere, which comes down, is more like an acid type rain instead of a nutrient type giving rain. So uh, nowadays we become aware that we uh, need to move away from chemical type farming and needs to start uh, organic farming because of the, these organic substances enliven our, the health of our system. But still organic farms are, nowadays are exposed to rain. This comes down as a polluted rain. Uh, it's, it's often acidic type rain, which is um, not good for the, 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 the topsoil as topsoil is a living organism. It's full of uh, living things. So when acid rain comes, it actually uh, is not healthy for that. It's got a detrimental effect. 
Now, when you perform acne hotta, it's like, uh, and you do it regularly, you open up like, a, let's say, a cocoon. So that the center of energy is there for up to about a kilometer diameter and 12 kilometers up. So it's like a gateway which is there. And when you perform sunrise and then followed by sunset, when the sun recedes, then you have the interaction of these energies taking place. And next morning I will do sunrise again. So whatever is in that atmosphere of uh, about a kilometer diameter is received the full benefit of that pranic energy. So that means that plants on that place can be just uh, boxes with herbs on your balcony or your backyard, or it can be a broad acre farm, it doesn't matter. Uh, receives starts to receive the benefit of how it is meant to be on, on a healthy planet. So we can create it uh, every day, twice a day. So sometimes the question comes up, how long does the effect of this acne hotter fire last? So let's say this was sunrise, how long does the effect uh, last? Can I just do it once a week or once a month, once a year is that sufficient? And, uh, energetically, the effect of one acting hot fire lasts up until uh, uh, from the morning, it lasts up until sunset. So throughout the day, that effect is there and it slowly starts to subside and becomes less and less. So then at sunset, when you perform acting hot then again the cleansing takes place uh, through the whole night and prepares the way for sunrise to come. So it is like it becomes a circular movement, sunrise to sunset, sunset to sunrise. So you can create uh, a circular movement. And, you know, um, even if you just can perform only one fire in the week, you'll have the benefit because sometimes we're very busy people, you know, we've got a lot of commitments and it's not always easy to be there and perform sunrise exactly at that time or sunset exactly at the time. Some people due to work commitments or bringing kids to school, they can only do sunset. Well, do only sunset, do whatever you can. You have the benefit and your family has the benefit and your neighbor has the benefit. So one fire covers about an area of about 40 acres. So whoever and whatever is in that space uh, receives that benefit. So we've talked about these technicalities but let's talk about uh, how it impacts life. You know, mm -hmm. what are the practical benefits people are experiencing worldwide? Uh, one of the things that people are very concerned about is constant exposure to Wi-Fi, you know, 5G, the EMF that comes off all the appliances around our house, you know, the power transformers, especially Wi-Fi. And that obvious, obviously people experience brain fog and all kinds of disruption in their, in their well-being and uh, when they're exposed too much to this artificial energy, this distortion of the electromagnetic field, basically, which distorts our electromagnetic field. Well, um, there was uh, an experiment done with um, one of the most notable things we can say is Agnihotra has demonstrated that it scientifically that it neutralizes radioactivity 
So this is a really extreme version of distortion, uh, unseen, you know, I don't know if it's electromagnetic, but anyway, if it can um, neutralize radioactivity, just imagine what it can do to our Wi-Fi and uh, the EMF that comes off our power transformers, electrical power lines, etc. So uh, just to quote that experiment, uh, rice was taken from Fukushima after the nuclear accident. And uh, so it was highly radioactive rice, and it was placed in. Uh, it was it was measured the, the, how radioactive it was by instrumentation, and then divided in two and placed in two containers filled with water. One of the containers, agnihotra ash, was added, and then the rice was measured for radioactivity uh, uh, every day after. And it kept reducing in the one which contained the ash until after 10 days there was only background normal radio radiation. In the one where no ash was included, it maintained its high level of radioactivity. Mm. When Chernobyl took place and there was a great sweeping wave of radioactivity going over the whole of Europe, right up to England. There was a Agnihotra farm in Austria. And all the milk and produce was recalled to be tested in the lab to, uh, of, of all the farms in Austria. And of course, all of it was highly radioactive, except on this Agnihotra farm, <laughs> the milk was free of radioactivity. The produce was free of radioactivity. So this is the protective power of the Agnihotra biosphere by performing regularly. See, that biosphere remains intact. Fritz mentioned uh, how often should you do it? Well, you keep it going because it's aligned with sunrise, sunset. So if you keep it going, sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, then that biosphere remains intact. If you do it just once a week, yes, that flood of life force comes in, correcting all imbalances, neutralizing all kinds of pollution, including electromagnetic field pollution like Wi-Fi, etc. It actually neutralizes it and you, and you have this beautiful uh, relief on all levels, neutralizes stress, all that. Uh, and then the ash is medicinal. So that's just performing Agnihotra, say, once a week. That does happen. But the biosphere will dissipate until you perform Agnihotra again. So if you want, like, the full protection of homotherapy, then it's sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, as much as you can. Uh, so this was the case with that Agnihotra farm in Austria. Now, just locally, like a couple of villages away, um, uh, a woman took up Agnihotra recently and she would get um, migraines as soon as she came near her computer and her uh, Wi-Fi modem, I think is that what it's called? It's fine, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she would get migraines. She, she actually purchased online an EMF meter and she measured the amount of EMF distortion in next to her computer. It was very high. Then... Uh, they started practicing Agnihotra 
in their home so inside the home just like we did we performed baby hot for in our office of course you'd have to switch off your uh smoke alarm yeah yeah or it's very noisy experience but um so she, she they her husband herself they performed Agni Hotra in the house um, a few times and then they decided to measure uh, the EMF with their their meter and to their absolute surprise it was like almost almost all, yeah almost zero. Wow. So this is what we can do. This is what we can do. Mm. Uh, and then farms, for example, uh, where, that are, are performing Agnihotra for their produce. So basically you're doing Agnihotra to in, uh, imbue the atmosphere with nutrients and life force and heightened vibration because this is a science of resonance. So you're also heightening the consciousness in the whole area. Mm. Um, uh, so you perform Agnihotra to create this healing atmosphere which is absorbed by the plants so if plants get diseased or uh, vulnerable to insect attack then by performing Agni Hotra you're strengthening them by bringing in the life force they absorb it through the stomata you take ash and you water it into the soil around the plants and if they get diseased you, you we, have, we have great success by spraying Agni Hotra ash water so you get a copper bin, fill it, preferably copper, but if you can't find a copper bin, any kind of bin, fill it with water and put Agni Hotra ash in there, just a handful, and expose it to the sunlight for um, about three days. Uh, and then sieve it and put it in a spray pack and spray it on your plants um, just before sunrise and just after sunset, because that's when the stomata are open or just before sunset. We do it before sunset because it's more convenient. So, um, But around that time, it's, at the moment you do Agni Hotra, the stomata open up and then the water imbued with the ash, which is life force, is taken into the plant. And, the, and you can see an immediate change. The next day, you go and walk amongst your vegetables and they are gleaming, absolutely gleaming. And a lot... And all this smile on their faces. <laughs> Uh, a farmer down in um, Victoria, uh, he was growing tomatoes, he planted them late um, and the other farmers in his locality were saying, look mate, you're not going to hard to get any, any results from this late planting. But he planted them late and he planted them with Agni Hotra ash, so uh, you, you soak the seed in ash water and when you plant the seed you put ash in the soil and then the seed so it's receiving this life force at the initial growth spurt of its life and he actually grew gorgeous tomatoes but they started to be attacked by uh, caterpillars so he remembered about this ash Agni Hotra ash spray so he started spraying his crop with Agni Hotra ash spray every day he did it every day and to his absolute amazement after i don't know a couple of weeks uh all the butterflies which lay the eggs which turn into caterpillars which were decimating his tomatoes all the butterflies just left went to somewhere else and his tomatoes um the the the, the 
continue to grow tomatoes. They're all healthy and free of uh, caterpillar attack. And he had a bigger crop than all his neighbors, even though he planted late. And he said the taste was extraordinary. He had the best crop ever. Mm. So this is how um, agnihotra is used in farming. Yeah, that's a very common thing when, when people start to do agnihotra in their own gardens or on, on farms. They yeah. see a big difference. Mm. And then, of course, what about our well-being? As, as Fritz mentioned, we, we, brand, we have brought up um, uh, two children in Agnihotra atmosphere. And they may have needed to go on antibiotics once in their whole childhood, mm. if at all. Their medicine was ash medicine. And the atmosphere was medicinal. And the plants we grew and the herbs we grew a highly, highly benefit from performing Agnihotra, the pranic level, the life force, you can taste it. The taste is, is, is much, um, they're much more tasty than conventional produce, even organic produce are much more tasty. And you are satisfied because the energy level is, the pranic level, life force level is so high. So the food you eat is healing you, the atmosphere is healing you. So our children, you know, like I said, maybe once in their whole childhood, teenagehood, antibiotics. The rest is just Agnihotra ash and, um, and the herbs that we grow, etc. So if one of them got sick, I would just say, okay, drink this ash water. Then half an hour later, drink some more ash water. And then half an hour later, drink some more ash water. And then if they hurt themselves, Okay, well, I'd make them, you know, bump their elbow or fell, fell and knock their head or whatever. Or had a, an infected sore even. And then uh, for, for bumps and aches, uh, Agni Hot to Ash mixed with ghee as an ointment. And you rub that over and it quickly takes the pain away, almost miraculous. Actually miraculous, it's so fast. And healing happens very fast. Sore throat, ash water, but you could also rub ash and ghee over the throat. A festering wound that won't heal, uh, dry, if it's, if it's a moist wound, just dry ash. Uh, otherwise, ash and ghee uh, is like a panacea for healing so many things. So we've seen our children, that's how we've treated our children, how we've treated ourselves with, and your pets. Our cat had paralysis tick, so we found him almost dead, completely paralyzed. And the vet said there's no way of saving her. So we made some ash water, which is easy. It's just water and put ash in there. <laughs> and uh, we would get a dropper and ply open her mouth and force ash water down her throat. And within a week, she was running around a completely healthy cat. So you heal your animals, you heal yourself, you heal your plants, you heal your children, you live in a healthy atmosphere that also taken to the next level has that healthy biosphere has protected people from environmental disasters, which is we've experienced it and hundreds of thousands of people all over the world have experienced it. You, get, you, are, you, you live in a protective biosphere. So, so it's good to understand that, you know, Agnihotra, because it is fire, it doesn't destroy anything. 
it simply brings uh, transformation into the environment where you introduce it. So if this, um, uh, let's say you, you're confronted with a situation, a person who is sick and you want to heal them, uh, the strongest energy flow at sunrise is towards the east. So if you place that person on the eastern side of the pyramid or place the pyramid on the western side of the person and they'll be facing uh, the west and facing that fire, the energy is strongest uh, on that side and the smoke uh, leaders talked about is medicinal. So we even had people who were severe uh, asthmatics, they had to use a puffer, you know, to uh, handle their condition. Uh, they are exposed to acne hotter. Well, normally no asthmatic person is going to be interested in anything to do with smoke or anything like that. Just, um, you know, breathing in the smoke uh, goes straight into the bloodstream and starts to heal and purify the blood and, and organs and things like that, and lungs, of course. So, uh, two colleagues of ours uh, who were severe asthmatics, uh, they uh, they started acne hotter, um, one about 40 years ago and the other one about uh, 35 years ago. Uh, after some time, uh, asthmatic condition is completely gone, you know, and never came back. So that's wonderful stuff. That really uh, uh, is very uplifting, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. there's no chemical um, side effects oh. or medications. As one of the things what acne hotter does is, uh, which is very important for our well-being, is um, it boosts, it makes the immune system stronger. So if the immune system is strong, it has got a, a good defense mechanism for what's coming from outside. If the immune system is weak, uh, then all kinds of things can start to come in. So it just works with very simple uh, laws of nature. But then at the same time, it's a super science, you know, it, uh, science can be explained, but this is basically an amalgamation between um, science and, um, you know, the spiritual aspect of, of science. Yeah. Also, the, just to explain how the smoke is healing, smoke, around smoke, if you measure it, uh, there's a lot of, an excess of positive ions, which means unhealthy atmosphere. But when uh, agnihotra smoke is measured, there's an excess of negative ions. That's what you find up in the mountains or when you go down to the beach. That's why the atmosphere is so nice. It's healthy, it's vital, or you go to a forest with big trees. There's a lot of negative ions. So agnihotra smoke produces the performance of acne hotra produces an abundance of negative ions as opposed to what you would expect smoke to do, which is positive ions. So you can see um, how that is possible that it can heal. The smoke is healing. Yeah, well, yeah, it's amazing. I, I literally don't have any questions because I feel like you have said um, a lot of important, valuable things. I mean, I, you know, I could just only say that possibly ash is um, partly alkalining as well, I think, right? Um, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's alkalizing, so it has to but do in the with... case, hmm. 
in the case of Agni Hotra Ash, it's not just alkalizing, it is vitalizing. Mm. So it's when you put ash in your glass of water to drink, you immediately alkalize it, which means it's, it has health benefits already. But you also immediately energize it with life force, so it's vital water. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's not just it's not just the property of ash. Meaning, chemically, yes, you could measure it. it seems to be the same as just ordinary ash. But it's the life force that's imbued in that ash which makes it so medicinal and so beneficial. I'd just mm-hmm. like to say one last thing in relationship to environmental protection. When the bushfires were ravaging the East Coast, and we're on the East Coast, um, we were we were wedged in between two massive firefronts and um, we were told to evacuate it was recommended that we evacuate and that we would intently watch the the, the mountain behind us was on fire basically <laughs> uh, we're in a small valley uh, and so we would intently watch the weather report because if the wind was going to blow in our direction, we were going to get out of there. And I can't tell you how many times over a three month period, the wind was predicted to blow the fire our way and it would just blow in the opposite direction. It was like nature was just protecting us. And the other strange thing was there was a shortage of helicopters, you know, because there was fires everywhere. And they only worked during the day, not in the night time. And we'd be lying in bed and we could hear helicopters in the middle of the night, water bombing the, the mountain behind us. And we hadn't, we hadn't appealed for any help, nothing. The help just came. And, uh, our Agni Hatra teacher would say to us, when you are doing such good karma by healing the environment, bringing in healing, facilitating the healing of the environment every day. Karma you could translate as, uh, as actions, where you do such positive things, such positive actions. Then nature gives a feedback of support, of love, of protection. So this is a way of kind of explaining these miracles that people have when mm-hmm. they start performing Agnihotra regularly. There are so many miracles of protection and healing and divine coincidences and so on. And you also find that it's raising your vibration all the time. It's raising your consciousness. So your life changes very quickly in the direction of what you're meant to be doing as a soul on this planet mm. because your whole being and even your whole area is being raised in vibration. Yeah, I guess it's also the positive intention you, you said as well. Um. Uh, that's, it's the intent, the intention, uh, yeah, which, which is what makes one perform Agnihotra. But there does need not be any intention while you're performing Agni Hotra mm-hmm. for that healing to take place. There's, you could, you, 
you can be without intention, but by performing Agnihotra, the effect happens, whether you believe it or whether you're uh, affirming anything. You don't need to affirm, you don't need to believe anything. You just do Agnihotra as given and the effect is there. And I, I like to say it's like uh, turning on a switch that opens the current for the electricity to flow to the light and the light uh, turns on. So I don't have to in, uh, intend for that light to go on. I just switch on the switch and that opens up the current mm. and the light goes on. Okay. Yeah. When we perform Agnihotra, there's, there does not need intention for that healing to take place because you are like opening up a conduit mm -hmm. by through all these mechanisms, mantra, and you turn on the switch, and, you turn on the switch and down floods the prana. Mm -hmm. it, it opens a conduit in a polluted atmosphere, allowing that flood of life force and micronutrients to come in. And that's because we're just doing some divine magic, combining physical aspects, pyramid power, fire, an incredible powerful medium, the exact moment when that flood of energy is coming in. And the mantra is the quintessential sound of that flood, so like attracts like. The fire is the same substance as what is generating that life force in the sun, the fire is sun. And we are, uh, we are lighting fire down here, so there's a bridge between the fire and the physical plane. The mantra is, a, is a, the quintessential sound of that flood. So that's again a bridge, a connecting point. And the timing is exactly when that flood comes in. So mm -hmm. it's a Vedic super science combining all the perfect aspects to have the desired effect. Yeah. Amazing. Of course, if you have yeah, a amazing. healing attitude at the time, that's a, that's another that's yeah. a subtle uh, addition, and mm. of course that is a good thing. But you don't have to have any. You don't do need to affirm or do anything for that for for the uh, healing energies to be drawn in and sent back out into the atmosphere. Yeah, some feedback. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, you do massage, the therapy. So um, when you do acne hotter, if, if there's a, a circumstance where you, you would do healing work with a person and you do acne hotter in that room, in that place, so the person you're working with is exposed to that, often we've had the feedback from uh, therapists, uh, not just massage, but all kinds of healing modalities, that when people are exposed to this acne hotter, that uh, they can work immediately with the person uh, and what the person has come for. So uh, often there's a lot of things, but first it's clearing uh, for and for the person to settle in and relax and uh, actually be, become receptive to what mm -hmm. the therapist has to offer. All of that is done like that. And people are immediately uh, receptive and you can go, for people who do Reiki and, and things like that, they've had often uh, commented so many times that uh, first I often have to start to clear this and do that and, and uh, you know come to the point of receptivity that means the, the person who's come for healing comes to the point of receptivity 
but it's instantly there and it also uh, brings all this beautiful healing energy there so whatever healing modality you apply uh, it will enhance that it will make that stronger uh, and often uh, the feedback is also when people work with healing and the, the person releases their um, the things they want to let go of uh, that is being cleansed by acne hotza as well so you don't have their stuff hanging around in the atmosphere you don't yeah. need to cleanse it because it cleansed like that the moment you do acne hotza yeah. yeah awesome um yeah thank you so much um i have two more questions one is um is there anything I haven't asked you, but I haven't even asked you much because I felt like you were so beautifully flowing, um, you know, talking about everything. But is there anything else you want to add apart from that? I will um, add your contacts um, in the show notes so people can contact you or look at your homepage or, you know, maybe can ask you more questions or about more specific things maybe um, but is there anything else you want to add um, well we have a website and there's a lot of wonderful information on that website um, all the things you talked about and maybe even more there's also a section there for people who are perhaps more scientifically minded there's a section there about science and acne hotter has been tested and uh you know did all kind of scientific uh, mm -hmm. ex uh experiments so, uh, with the psychological states of uh, people and how it, it helps to uh heal people's minds and and things like that uh, people who have uh, addictions and how it helps help, helps to heal uh, addictive um, states of mind and there's a lot of very good information uh we, we taught this in india to farmers then uh, just came to mind and uh, you know often the very simple uh, farms just uh, work with farmyard manure and, and have a, a certain uh, crop each year and uh, uh, you know we introduced this acne hotter and somebody would perform acne hotter on the farm and we would meet them maybe a couple of weeks a month two months later and uh, sometimes half a year later and they all had the same uh, feedback and they said uh, we have at least doubling of crops. All conditions were exactly the same, you know, uh, but uh, when they would irrigate, they would put some making hot tanks in there and also their crops would turn into export quality organic uh, food. And people were struggling with water, uh, having wells which were uh, alkaline and saline, uh, difficult to use that on crops and it would affect the crops in a negative way and they would uh, put this they said you do acne hot tar near the well and put this uh, acne hot taste in the well and there was one farmer he uh, every uh, week he would go and take that water to the lab you know of the agriculture department and so he had all these tests written down he came on this little motorbike three months later and he was totally excited because he said look it's gone from being totally alkaline and saline to neutral mm -hmm. and he says the the water which is now going on my crops actually helps the crops to grow instead of uh diminishing uh it and you know results like that um and also their health benefited so they would have mm -hmm. health problems and then by doing agnihotra for their farm their health problems also just 
uh, mm. dissolved. Mm. So yeah, we, we we actually make these copper pyramids. We call them a pyramid because it's uh, mm -hmm. an inverted yeah. copper. Yeah. Pier means fire in the middle, by the way. Pier, pyramid, fire in the middle. <laughs> uh, so we make them here according to Vedic prescription and we make the copper tools as well. You need to work with copper tools only. Uh, and we dry cow dung every day and send that out for over all over Australia. Although right now we've got lots of wet weather, it's hard to keep up. And mm -hmm. we are encouraging people who do take up Agnihotra to start thinking about being more self-sufficient. So the aspect of getting hold of cow dung that might be a question people have. Why cow dung? Because it's a bit strange to the Western mind. Why would we be burning cow dung? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, after all, in Australia, we've got plenty of kangaroos and uh, bombets, and you know, why not use that? Or why can't we? Why not use uh, eucalyptus wood, wood, wood or just, herbs? You know, to, you know. I mean, you're just burning a fire. So why uh, limiting it to cow dung? It has to be cow dung for the effectiveness of this Agnihotra. So everything we've been talking about, the effect comes from the the proper formula, and the formula involves cow dung. <laughs> so you can't escape that aspect. But it's quite easy to collect it fresh and pat it out to dry on wooden pl planks in your backyard and use that. So a, a paddy looks like a dry paddy looks like this. Smells actually beautiful. It's just pure grass gone through a three stomachs, I think. Yeah. Uh, which is most unusual for an animal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that incense, natural incense, the origin of incense is cow dung, fresh cow dung rolled with the resins and essential oils, etc., around a bamboo stick. Cow dung. That's what we're burning when we burn incense, at least the traditional incense. So cow dung is uh, clean. It's the only clean dung, it's the only dung on the planet that can be considered clean. Uh, that is from organically treated cows. And not only clean, but antiseptic. Cow dung is antiseptic. So in the world wars, when they ran out of medicine, cow dung poultices were used on gangrene and healed gangrenous wounds. That's how antiseptic and healing it is. So it's cow dung is actually medicinal. And traditional Vedic understanding has always known this, but also that understanding was in uh, herbal folklore in, in Europe. In uh, I think Germany, they had what was called kurods, where people with TB, they would come and they would be asked to sleep in a loft above in a cow shed because the very fumes of the cow and the energetic emanations of the cow was healing them of TB and other yeah. health conditions. So, Cow dung is the only dung on the planet that can be considered clean. 
and not only clean but antiseptic. So, uh, and it it has um, massively when burnt in agnihotrophia, massively healing impact on the atmosphere. Biodynamics also just utilizes the energy of the cow to heal nature. So that it's cow dung they use, not buffalo dung, not kangaroo dung. It's cow dung, and they place it in a horn and they bury it under the ground for a particular moon cycle then retrieve it and mix that the contents of the horn uh, cow dung basically in uh, water and stir it uh, clockwise and anti-clockwise for a certain period of time that energizes the water and that's what that's one of the foundations of biodynamics is spraying that water energized with cow dung on the land. And it's just not fertilizer, it's the energy of it. So a cow, uh, according to Rudolf Steiner, a, the cow is the, own, uh, the, uh, the only living creature that, um, whose energy is a full integration of the 12 constellational forces that bear down upon the planet for our evolution. So those 12 constellational energies are uh, completely integrated in all in in the cow the being of the cow so that's in the dung that's in the urine that's in the fur that's in the cow's breath the cow's breath is healing so everything about the cow is healing so this is why they were called sacred and so this is the reason why we burn cow mm. dung in the agnihotrophias yeah. so i think that's an important aspect especially if we're yeah. talking to the west the western mind it would be very strange why yeah i guess specifically also when you drink the ash because you should possibly not drink ash from any kind of wood or anything um so that you've randomly burned <laughs> so this is not randomly burnt either this cow dung yeah. is 100 percent consumed so by a fire at a magical moment when the flood of prana is coming in. Now, what's this referring to? Because you said, I said before, people ask why they can't use sticks or kangaroo poo or this or that. I was just more for the safety being like, well, if you burn things like that, you might also not want to use any ash or drink any ash because... Um, you know, like no. from any so, wood or kangaroo poo or whatever you burned. That's that's all because we spoke about now several times using ash on wounds and drinking it. And so um, you should only do this with this Agnihotra ash that comes from cow dung. That's right. And it needs to be fully consumed by the fire. So a successful Agnihotra fire is when the ash is fully consumed. Mm -hmm. So it just becomes like, uh, here's the ash. Um, so if you, it's just total ashes, nothing else but mm -hmm. smooth, powdery ash. Yeah. It's totally consumed in this high, in this very hot fire. So if there was bits of cow dung that hadn't been fully burned, then that's a, not a successful Agnihotra. And the ash is not considered medicinal, you wouldn't use it. Mm -hmm. Another important aspect of the Agnihotra is that another aspect of the, the, the cow we use is cow's ghee. Mm -hmm. uh, ghee is like a clarified butter. 
uh, it's very different from butter. It's nothing to do with butter. They're very different substances. So it has to be cow's ghee. Uh, you cannot use, uh, let's say, an olive oil or any vegetable oil to replace the ghee with because the interaction is a completely different thing. Just turning it into an ordinary fire then, although you might do it at the right time, although you might be using cow dung, it needs to be, it's the interaction of the copper pyramid of the cow dung, of the ghee, of the rice, and the mantra at that specific time. It's all these things work together. If you change any one aspect, you won't will not have the effect or sometimes you can create opposite effect you can create distortion yeah. in atmosphere so if you want to uh, um, start your own acne hotter process it's easy we put acne hotter kits together um, which are self-explanatory um, you know there's an uh, an information manual instruction manual which comes with the kit uh, you can buy a kit just to the the basics the copper uh, and the instruction manual and provide your own cow dung and ghee and things like that where you can get a whole with cow dung and with ghee and, and, and all that so, and you can mail it off to you uh, and you can start yourself there's also a couple of videos which we'll link you to so you can actually see the, the process how to do it and help you how to set it up and how to make a successful fire and uh, you know so you actually enjoy the process and once a month we do a free Zoom session teaching people how to do Agni Hotra, answering all their questions. Mm -hmm. So that's once a month on a Saturday, the last Saturday of the month. And uh, so the, the support is ongoing. So if you want to take up Agni Hotra and you have any questions, you can ring us, you can email us. Mm -hmm. We're here to, we're set up to support you. and. Because we understand that this Agni Hotra is a saving grace for people, for individuals, for families, for communities, and even for the planet. Yeah. So we are totally dedicated to sharing this with others. If you know people who would like to do podcasts or interview us, we're always available to do such things. We want this to get out. It needs to get out. Mm -hmm. um, it needs to be known. Yeah. So people have the opportunity to take to, to take it up. Mm, beautiful. And um, so thank thank you for giving us this opportunity, yeah. Lena. Thank you. So yeah. Much. Thank you for um, sharing all your insights and knowledge. And um, yeah, I can only say from my experience that it was really magical when I was at the Veni. It was really a nice experience. Um, and yeah, I would definitely love to do it more. Well, like start it. I actually haven't started it, but I just really wanted to um, share it um, because I think it's really valuable. And specifically after the last two years, it's just, or even in general in life, but like everything has been so stirred up that it's good to share some positive um, aspects, but also. Yeah some um, sustainable environmental um, aspects because ultimately you know I guess the most time humans do to the planet and um, to ourselves <laughs> uh, rather than nature itself and I think if we change our awareness then uh, this can help a lot so thank you so much for um, sharing this 
And um, yeah, I have like a last uh, question that I always ask, and that is, um, you know, through your life and um, all the things you're doing, um, is there any wisdom like you can share from your heart that you think, you know, the world should uh, hear, apart from doing Nihotra, of course, um, but maybe there's something else you that's really like, you know, your essence of being? Well, from my perspective, um, what comes to mind, and this, this came from our Agnihotra teacher, he said there's only two things required now. He said, perform Agnihotra to heal our environment and love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm. We need fire and we need love. Yeah. Uh, he said it's as simple as that. Yeah. The beautiful thing is that when you perform this fire, it actually transforms you and makes it much easier for you to come into a state of love. Mm. So, <laughs> yes. Yes, it is, um, it is love that heals. And, um, you know, we take from nature all the time. And we depend on nature, of course. We might not like to think like that, but, but we are, we're part of nature. So this is actually a way of how we can give back to nature. We do this mm -hmm. process and actually return to nature. <coughs> Excuse me. Just, I'd yeah. like to say one more thing too, where we're in a tumultuous time and um, we need to be uh, I think humanity is being challenged to wake up, to wake up to inner reality so that we can come more in alignment with our intuition and with, our, with uh, an understanding of uh, how to be in harmony with nature, with each other and with our higher selves. Mm. Uh, and not only that, we need to be very, so we're aware of that, that spiritual awakening and the need for that inner connection. But we also need to be aware that we need to be very practical. So moving away from urban sedentary life that's relying on artificial infrastructure in damaging uh, technology and electricity, damaging to nature, damaging to our auric field, and moving more into a natural relationship with life, growing our own food, living in community, um, uh, working on the land together, consuming healthy organic food together, bringing up our ch children in beautiful, natural environments instead of just exposing them being exposed to TV and, 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 and iPhones and, and concrete and wires and yeah. uh, no, no, no playground to be creative in. The playground is more just with the mind interacting with devices, but we need to go back to a more natural living if we're going to survive as a healthy, happy humanity on a healthy 
happy planet. So that's also. Yeah. It's really interesting. I actually, um, I have like this virtue cards and I just pulled one and I don't know, I just put it on my laptop and I've also this heart here, but the card is actually love and it says um, where there's love, there's no fear. Where there's fear, there is no love. And as a master, I realize love is the power that heals me and everyone around me. Love is my life and my sustenance. Here you go. That suited you really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. And um, yeah, just thank you. Pleasure. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thank you for initiating this. Yeah, and give us the opportunity to share this and talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Our website is www.agnihatra.com.au. Okay, I will put this Thank you. If you want to explore Agnihatra, uh, we recommend you explore HOMA therapy, H-O-M-A therapy, HOMA therapy. Is there's many Hotters out there and, um, you know, if you want to get uh, the right implements, the right conditions, the right information, then you'll find it in HOMA therapy okay. for this particular hotter process. And yeah, that impacts the, the environment, you know what we've been talking about it's under the heading of homotherapy yeah. okay. okay thank you <laughs> thank you